Hey everyone, welcome to Carpooling with Adam. Sorry if I was a second or two late on the intro there. I haven't done this in a little bit and I'm out of practice. So I'll get back into those finely honed skills as quickly as I can. <laughs> um, so, sorry, waiting for a, a green light on the on-ramp there. And I can't do two things at once. So, here's what I, you know, I give things a lot of thought, maybe too much thought, and sometimes that gets in the way of me recording an episode. Um, so I'm trying to jump out of that. I'm doing this on a Tuesday, which is abnormal for me. Usually it's Wednesday through Friday for whatever reason. I pick those days. Um, I'm, I'm sure everyone's noticing because they're hanging on the edge of their seat expecting stuff to drop early on Wednesday is going to throw throw everybody off, right? No. <laughs> so basically I'm just mentioning that to be a smart aleck. But yeah, there's something uh, on my mind a lot that I, I talk about a lot. But it's kind of a recurring theme that keeps coming up over and over and over. And um as much as I would like to just go through and just do a, you know, step-by-step -step through the outline of the book Shape Up by the base camp guys, I'm just not going to be able to do that. Um, but there are different things that are going to come out of that as I'm reading and studying and watching what's happening in the forum. Certain themes or certain topics are just come out are going to come out of that. So I still like using that as the impetus for what I talk about on here, but... I'm not going to be able to stick to a very strict, specific outline or format, um, heading by heading, page by page, chapter by chapter in the book. So I hope I hope that's okay. Um, so I hit a little bit on this last time of the the who. Um, what I, what's on my mind today is who does the software design. And that's, that's a loaded question because you're going to get different opinions of what design is, of what the design of the software is, right? There's a lot of focus right now on user UI or user, are you trying to say the acronym and the words at the same time, it doesn't work. The user experience and the user interface design, right? There's a lot of focus on that. A lot of places hiring people specifically for that. Um, and I think certainly there is uh, a case to be made for that, and that is needed in some cases. However, I think there's a bigger miss um, that may not be addressed by that. Oh, dude with a trailer, tire, like smoking, and about to catch on fire. Ah. Oh yes, the fun joys of commuting. So then... The other approach I've heard is, well, it should be the architects. Well, who the architects are and their experience and skill level at, at designing software is very different depending on the organization you're in. What one organization calls an architect, um, an architect at another company may not be the same role or function. I know, it happens. I'm serious. 
I've seen it firsthand. And so that gets hard to just say, well, we need an architect. Well, okay, conceptually that's going to vary. Another approach I've seen is, well, we have really good subject matter experts or customers. Let's just throw them in front of the product people and have them design it. Well, maybe, but here's what happens. Often are those subject matter experts, do they know how to design software? Right? I may be an expert user of your software or product as a customer, but that doesn't necessarily mean I know how to design software well. My feedback is certainly important and certainly a piece of the puzzle or a slice of the pie, but it is not the entire puzzle or pie. So I get put in front of customers and subject matter experts all the time, and especially ones who say, this is how users should do it. Okay. I think, unfortunately, often, how users should do it is a presumption based on a false presumption that if everyone knew how they should do it, they would do it that way. <laughs> right? That, that notion is, is false. The reality is, this is something you should do, but not everyone does it that way for a lot of reasons. Um, sorry if I'm being a little slow. Well, that's normal, but slower than normal today because I can't talk about specifics because of the environment and the kind of things I work with. Um, so I'm going to have to try and be more general, um, maybe abstract a little bit, but that's going to just take me a little longer to process it in my head. So they may not understand all the variables that go into what a specific customer actually ends up doing. Their process is a result of all the different constraints and pressures that they're under, right? Not necessarily what's in that individual user's best judgment. No, right? That Unfortunately, that's not always the case. They're in an environment where maybe they don't have the data they need to do something how it should be done. So then we put the users in the position of okay, well, I don't have that data, so I'm going to go talk to the the data interface team and ask them if they can bring that data in. And they're going to get several or one of a few answers. No, that data is not available to us. Okay, well, you're done. Or another answer could be, um, we could, but that's an expensive change for us to make, or that would be expensive for us to pay our vendor who we pay to do those kinds of things it would be costly there and the we can't get the business or the organization to sign off on that right all out of an individual user or subject matter experts control but yet often I hear design decisions based on well that's how it should be and so the customer the user is just going to have to accommodate that well I think you're setting yourself up for trouble if you take that approach, right? 
Um, I talk to users often and they are very helpful and a very good resource but they don't design software and frankly they don't know all the constraints and issues with the software I'm working on that when I get a user request I have to run through in my head and in meetings and discussions with engineers and, and other people uh, what if what they're asking for and this is often the case is a risk to all the other customers and users of the product right so maybe it's not as easy of a slam dunk decision and maybe we can't just implement everything everyone asks for because it may not make sense and you need people who understand given the current context of the product that you have your industry your users that your customers the businesses and the companies that they're part of and what is the value add or to use um, the Clayton Christensen term what is the job to be done that they're paying the software for right that's hard to figure out and just because somebody knows a specific industry well doesn't mean they know how to turn that into good software it, it just doesn't I see it over and over hey Adam this is the subject matter expert who's gonna work with you on this project awesome and then I start hearing well here's how they should do it and then I start saying well here's why they don't do it that way and that's not something we can fix well they just should do it that way well <laughs> okay but they're not doing it that way for a reason now it's not just because it hasn't occurred to them that there's a better way to do that sometimes that's the case so have the discussion and find out most of the time that's not the case they're under some constraint that has prevented them from doing things that way um, and the answer I've seen a lot of companies take the approach of well then let's throw make some consulting an option to help them get through that or work through that uh, maybe um, but maybe consulting doesn't remove that obstacle or constraint for them sometimes maybe even it makes it worse so I can't say who should be designing software in terms of a job role or function because those don't translate across every organization and are not understood by everyone at every organization and all the nuances to know what what's different and what should be different and what can be addressed and what cannot now if there are certain constraints that customers are under and you can think of another product or and I'm assuming right I'm I work with a complex system that it's not just a matter of well if we made this minor enhancement that would make everything smoothly go smoothly for the customer that's just sometimes there's those low-hanging fruits most of the time it's not most of the time it's a very complex issue and should not be something that our product tries to resolve however what if we could build a separate product that would help them with that that is not closely tied to the code base of our platform or product altogether that's certainly worth investigating and certainly there could be some value add that oh this is an 
expensive pain point our customers always run into. We should solve that with um, a separate but closely tied product that they can use and, and purchase, right? These are all very new, nuanced and often tricky decisions to be made. And someone who doesn't understand, not doesn't have to be someone who knows how to write code, but someone who at least understands how software is created, built, maintained, updated, and, and functions, and where the constraints are, can help navigate that, those waters, and say, oh, you know, yeah, I understand that's a painful part, um, but that can't, that we can't address that problem for them, right? Every customer would like you to. Whoever they've got willing to do work for them, they're gonna ask them to do as much work as they possibly can. But there are cases where that just doesn't always make sense. And there are some issues and some things and processes that customers just have to own on their own. That's just, just how it is. Um, that makes salespeople very uncomfortable because they want to be able to tell them we can solve all their problems. Um, that leads to a lot of frustration and disappointment and black eyes and bad tastes in the mouth of customers, which I don't think anybody wants, right? If you're in the position of saying, oh yeah, well this product is still, the revenue we're gonna get from this is still worth a lot of black eyes, eh, I, I don't know. I think if you really know that's the case and you make that decision anyways, eh, I think there's some larger issues at play there. And maybe I think the decision is not the decision, if that makes sense. I think there's some things being missed there that really need to be addressed. Um, so, Unfortunately, in a lot of organizations, you have the people who have that understanding and could make that call, but they're not listened to. Maybe it's a power thing, maybe it's a structure thing, maybe it's, you know, there's all kinds of reasons in human organizations that those kinds of uh, problems exist. But it's dangerous and frustrating for a lot of people because then you have someone, <coughs> excuse me, giving direction who's not really qualified to give that direction. And that can be disastrous. Uh, plus, I think we're also in the software industry in this space where somehow we've lost touch. I don't know if we ever had it really to begin with, right? Because this technical space is so new to most people that that level of expertise just is not there or is not common. At least that's what I was told. I was brought in to do um, some hiring, some interviews for hiring a new team member who we kind of needed to fill this role. And after every candidate came in and I said, well, they didn't really have this level of understanding or I was told repeatedly, well, those kinds of people just don't exist. 
maybe they don't maybe they're rare um and i get it because that we have people who are on one end of the spectrum who have long time been in the industry and don't understand the need for that and then we have people on the other side who don't see a space for that or a career path currently or, or it's not recognized or appreciated in organizations so why would somebody invest in that right there's all these weird dynamics that we're in right now um a lot of people say well with with how tech savvy kids are nowadays those they'll move into those positions maybe it's not just a matter of being tech savvy you're gonna have somebody who knows how to check their email on their cell phone and maybe set calendar appointments and stuff and they're gonna consider themselves tech savvy so I think the bar of what's tech savvy is certainly moving but it takes a lot of effort to understand things to marry the two and have that level of understanding and just because you've grown up with technology doesn't mean you automatically have it uh, it certainly means you're going to be more familiar with technology and maybe readily recognize where there's some friction points. But again, you still have to understand pretty high level of detail all the way across the spectrum to really be in a position to help organizations say, yeah, that feature makes sense and will continue to add value or continues to help our product or no, it doesn't. And here's why, but let's explore some other, if we've obviously stepped on a pain point, is there some other way we can address it that would be more effective? Or can we partner with somebody who is addressing it? You know, there are all kinds of options, but you gotta know that you need to have those conversations to explore them. It's just too easy to, to uh, make the, oh, trying to use a metaphor or analogy and, conflicting with the bird in the hands or two in the bush and that when you have when you're holding a hammer everything's a nail so if you can think up of a nice hybrid analogy there let me let me know and I'll I'll insert that somewhere down the road um, but yeah so it makes a big deal it makes a big difference if you have the right people directing the software products. I think it's getting lost because I've, it's funny, I've heard people talk about, well, they have a big idea to be implemented. So obviously a big idea means we need a big organization to pull it off. And well, but an idea is not a software product. Once you've moved past the idea phase to where here's actually what needs to be built to meet the need or add the value, now you're talking about a software product that can be built but anyone can come up with an idea and throw it at a software team and tell them to figure it out but there's a lot of negative consequences to that uh, it's premature to throw something at a software team that's in the idea phase and I, I know a lot of people don't believe this but everyone has great ideas doesn't mean everyone knows how to get those implemented or turned into a software product and even then does that software product add value in the market there's just such this pressure to scale and make everything so grandiose that the little nuances get lost 
And that's the hard part. I hear people talk about ideas for apps all the time that it doesn't make sense, but just because they think it would make a good app, boy, that's their their ticket to ride, right? Um, If I can come up with an idea and turn it into an app and then just get somebody to build it, why, shoot, I'm the next Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Zuckerberg. It just doesn't work that way. That's why not everyone... That's why there's a handful of those companies. So, so now I'm, that I've said all this, I'm thinking, so what? What do you do about that? Um, I can't personally change an entire organization Um, anything I do to say, hey, I'm a good bridge builder only comes across as self-promotion and maybe not taken as seriously or my approach, I tend to think of things in a very efficient, streamlined, methodical approach. Not just because I'm weird and stuck in that mindset, but I give things a lot of thought backwards, forwards, circular. Um... And sometimes what I'm suggesting contradicts this little faux process or world that someone has created because it has led them to promotions or other wise success in their job or career. And now I'm challenging that. Well, that's pretty rare that someone responds favorably to that, right? Whereas I look at it, well, it'll be better for everyone as a whole. And if certain people's job function changes or role changes, that's okay. I don't, I'm not someone who's like, well, I've, I've got things figured out more efficiently. So right off the bat, we can fire you 20 people. Uh, No, that's not how I think of things. It's like, how can those 20 people obviously have skills we can leverage? How do we do that? Anyway, sorry, down, down a rabbit hole. But it's really important, really, really important that you have people figuring out what the software product should be and how to prioritize the different things. That's, I think, really where you set yourself and your teams up for the most success. Just saying yes to everything or putting whatever a customer asks for on a list and hoping it bubbles to the top. I think you're doing your business and customers a a great disservice. And taking approaches that that lead them to believe everything's wide open and that there are no constraints whatsoever on anything they suggest. Uh, Because I guarantee there are everywhere. And so you either say no up front or you say no later after a lot of wasted time and and effort. Now that sounds contradictory to being able to experiment and whatnot, but I don't don't think so. If you don't know, uh, you don't run a bunch of experiments hoping that what you should build comes out of that. Right, you at least have to know maybe 
what are you trying to get to? Let's experiment with how we get there, right? The experimentation helps you with the how, doesn't help you figure out the what. Because the experiments are a, a, a micro scale thing, not a macro scale. Does that make sense? You're trying to, an experiment can't tell you everything. It's testing for a very specific, maybe even one thing, trying to prove or disprove. It can't be taken to be all encompassing and all defining. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I would think there would be, the answer is put a lot more people who have the skill set in that position, in that role. But a lot of people think they don't, not enough exist. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's just they also represent a threat to the status quo. And that, of course, scares a lot of people. So they're not willing to entertain it for that reason. But how do you get over that hurdle? I think you have to have, recognize that that's the skill set you need, I guess, first of all. And then figure out how do we structure the organization or the process from there. And not the other way around coming up with a process or organization or management style that meets a bunch of other needs and is for other intended purposes and leaves product definition and defining out of the mix and hoping it's a byproduct of the process. It's just, it's just not going to work that way. It's got to be flipped around. Anyways, that's my thoughts for the day. Hopefully it was coherent and useful. If not, I want to know. Anyways, have a good day. Have a good rest of your week. Talk to you later. Bye.